I never told no one that My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? All right, everybody. Another day, another dollar, another episode of my favorite podcast. Yes, I'm a little biased. It's my podcast. What if it did work? Honored and privileged to have an outstanding guest, an amazing guest, especially during times like these with the economy. Austin Zellin is an American entrepreneur, investor, business development consultant, philanthropist who helps people around the world create financial freedom. Zellin is best known for his expertise in gaining traction for his clients and is considered one of the leading business development experts and financial coaches in the country. He's the founder of Westgate Fund, a company known for employing tried and true financial practices to to reduce risk and weather market fluctuations. Zellin uses his technological knowledge to provide creative and sustainable solutions, is widely known for his business customization and automation solutions. His main focus is on investments that create cash flow for his clients and allow them to live the life they deserve. He's on a mission to create 100 millionaires through his unique passive income strategies. How's it going, brother? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Dude, the honor, the honor is all mine, man, especially when it comes to passive investments, passive income, money. Especially yeah. times like these, man. I'd, well, you're younger than me, but you really can't remember a time where nothing's hitting, right? And every economic <laughs> aspect. Yeah. What was that? Could you say that again? Well, I know you're a little younger than me, but can you remember a time that this, well, there was in crypto, his, historical anything with crypto, but crypto, the stock market, real estate is slowing down. You've got yeah. you've got bond yields still in the toilet. There's there's literally, I mean, people are in a panic, not not only with investments, with inflation. I think now is an amazing time to discuss passive income. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have seen the real estate market go down one time in my life previously, back in 2008. Now I was pretty young. And I think my biggest investing mistake was not buying a bunch of real estate in 2008. I don't know what I was doing in seventh grade, man. I should have been buying real estate. But I think that there's just so much opportunity when stuff like this happens. And it's actually my favorite time to invest because we have the opportunity to get ourselves into long-term positions. There's a lot of short-term stuff that you can do when the market is great and it's hot and it's a bull market. But when you have times like this, when things start to fail, when things start to break, this is when you get into those legacy positions that are going to last you for decades and decades and decades. You get into positions that you're never going to sell for the rest of your life. Okay. Now, i got to ask you. Yeah, clearly, you're a young guy, dude. Like what you said, you're in seventh grade. I was already, dude, I graduated high school in 91. So probably near near your parents' age. So were your parents, like growing up, were you into passive, like did they show you passive income? Did they show you real estate investing? Or is this just something that you picked up many years later when you became you ventured out into the real world? Yeah, it's something that I had to learn on my own. You know, they were traditional business owners for a while, and they sold the company and kind of did little side projects. But for me personally, they they had never taught me how to create passive income. But I realized that at a certain point in my life, actually back when I worked at Microsoft, I realized like, hey, this is cool. You know, I got a cool job, cool office, everything's good, full benefits. Like it seemed like I was successful. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, this sucks. Like, want to do more 
with my life. I want to have time freedom. I want to have financial freedom. I want to have geographical freedom. If I don't want to go to work today, I don't want to have to go to work. And so for me, it was that realization of like, okay, how can I separate the amount of money that I make from the amount of hours that I work? And I had already begun trading at that point. That was my first like passive income thing. I started trading Forex. Trading Forex created a software eventually that trades automatically. And so that was my first passive income investment. I would invest money into the software and the software would start trading it for me and generating a profit. And I realized the potential of something like this. I was like, wow, I literally don't even have to show up to work and my software is still working and it's making me money. Then eventually I started leasing that out to clients, the software itself, and I started diversifying into other things as well. Oil wells, exotic car rentals, e-commerce stores, Bitcoin mining, you know, so many different things just to diversify that portfolio so that I'm not all in on one thing and I have stability even when the market's a little rough. Clearly, you were winning on Forex, unlike all the other people on social media that are, hey, <laughs> by the way, I'm I'm a multimillionaire. And guess what? I've got nothing better to do but to show you how to become a millionaire. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Forex gets a really bad name. And actually, you know, I used to kind of brand myself in Forex, but you just get so much negative like connotation with it that I think it closes the door to a lot of interesting relationships and conversations. And so now I'm primarily marketing myself as a business consultant, as an investor, but Forex is still a huge part of what I do. You know, it's made me more money than any of my other investments. At any given time, I'd say 50% or more of my net worth is invested into my Forex software. So I, I love it. It makes me a lot of money, but unfortunately, there's a lot of interesting characters in that area that aren't legitimate. Well, it just goes to show you anything that, that can, can be profitable. I mean, there's the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, you, I mean, there's been plenty of publicly traded corporations that pretty much were were not legit, to say the least, like the Enrons and the WorldComs and whatnot. And, you know, yeah. it, you can't all lump. Yeah, Forex is definitely something out there. Now, I know you, when it comes to passive income, you've heard the Warren Buffett line, if you don't have passive income, then get ready to work for the rest of your life. Yeah. On and on and on. Now... My question to you is now, can can it be done? Because I know nine. Let's say I'm I'm a nine to five. I'm hustling. I'm making the forty, the fifty k. I've got the the wife who works because you know fifty with another fifty k. We have two kids, private school, whatnot. Is there still time to be able to to work on a, a side hustle or create something that that shoots passive income? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we work with people like that all the time, people who are working just regular nine to five jobs. And so they'll come in. And the first thing that we do is we get them access to funding. So they, they join the program and we get them access to business credit at 0% interest. Now, after they've gotten funded, they might have 50, 100, $200,000 that they're investing with. Now they have all this capital. So they're like, okay, Austin, like I have all this capital. What do I invest into? And that's where I teach them about all the different things I invest into personally. And what I've found is that 60 to 70% of investments are usually profitable in my own personal experience. And then like 30 to 40 are like, eh, they might not work out. You know, they just, that's just the statistics that I have. So I took the 60 or 70% that's profitable and I put it all into my program. 
So now when a student gets funded and then they learn about all these different things that I'm doing, their chance of success is pretty close to 100% because this is something that's already performed for me personally or somebody that I know. And so there's not really like a time frame to get into these things. Sure, some might be better than others at certain times. Like right now, real estate is a great investment for, you know, for us in our program. Now, six months ago, it was still a good investment, but just not quite as good as it is now, just based on pricing and, and stuff like that. The thing about like interest rates and stuff like that, everybody's like, oh, but interest rates are so high and it's so bad, but the price is low. So lock it in at this price. And when interest rates drop down, just refinance, you know, it's pretty simple. So we have different strategies that are better during certain seasons or certain years, but overall in our portfolios, 30 to 40 investments at any given time. Okay. Now business credit, does everybody qualify or Hey, let, let's see how good your credit is or, or how does that operate? Yeah. So we have a hundred percent success rate with everybody getting them funded because we make them look really good before they go to the bank. So even if their credit is absolutely trashed, we can fix that for them. We have different things that we do in order to improve their credit profile. Once we've improved their credit profile, we can then direct them to our relationship managers at the banks. I'm talking like vice presidents, senior vice presidents at the banks. And when senior vice president puts in your credit card application for you, it's probably going to get reviewed by an actual underwriter and not an algorithm on a website. So you have a much higher chance of getting approved. Okay. Now, is with your program, is this buy and hold strategy? Is this like momentum investing where you hold it based on charts? Or is this just more day trading due to algorithms. Let's hold uh, an equity for hours, minutes, days, et cetera. Yeah. So we do different things. If we're just trading, we have a couple strategies that we use in trading, but trading is not the only thing. That's just one of like 40 different investments. For example, another really popular one is exotic cars. So we could literally have a student come into the program, never own an exotic car, ever in their life. They come into the program, we get them access to business credit. Now they have, let's say $150,000. They take 20 or 30 of that, 20 or $30,000, and they buy an exotic car. And I have a relationship built up with the bank where if I give them a call and I tell them that, hey, you are, this is one of my students and they need to be financed for a car, we can get them approved for lines of credit upwards of $500,000, dollars $700,000. So you put twenty or $30,000 down on the car and the rest is financed for you. Now that you've gotten that car financed, we rent it out. We send it to one of our exotic car rental operators and they rent it out for you. And these cars, I've seen them do anywhere from ten dollars to $40,000 a month, just depending on the car. And then, of course, you're going to split that profit with the guy that's operating everything. So 50-50 split, you're doing thirty k a month. It's 15000 to you, 15000 to him, and you put in only maybe $30,000 on the car. So essentially, your cash on cash return is about 50%. Month after month after month, you're getting a 50% return. And it's really safe because you own a physical asset. You know, what if it stops working? Well, worst case scenario, we could just sell the car, right? You can easily get out of that investment. It's not super, super high risk. We have other stuff like one other really popular one is like e-commerce stores or Airbnbs. Right. So we have a strategy where we can get people into Airbnbs with literally zero money down. They don't put any money into it. We get them access to these Airbnbs and we start a whole Airbnb business with them. And so we help them navigate that and how to optimize everything. We have a whole program teaching them. So 
those are kind of some of the things that we focus on. So it's not necessarily trading or anything like that. It's just okay. looking at market needs and where we can plug ourselves into businesses that are already operating. So a guy like me, South Florida, I, I live in South Florida, somewhere between yep. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So you could help me get a 911, purchase a 911. I take yep. that 911, 911 convertible, whatnot, to the exotic car rental guy. He rents it out. And I get a 50-50 split with them. Exactly. But I wouldn't go for a 911. You're not going to get much for that. I would go for a Lambo. <laughs> well, hey, man, Taco, do, would I ever get to drive the Lambo too? Or do I just grab the, the asset, take it to the to the um the dealer yeah definitely um you can so depending on your agreement with with the vendor specifically normally you have access to the fleet like i have cars all over the country so when i'm in new york and i don't want to drive rental car i have a lambo up there so i'm like hey bro i'm going to be in new york these three or four days block off the lambo calendar so i'll be on my lambo you know if i'm in seattle i have a rolls royce there Hey, I want to drive the Rolls Royce for the next four days. Just block it off so nobody books it. Of course, that's going to eat into your profits and you don't want to do that all the time. But if you're just doing it like once a month, it's fine. Most of them are happy to do that for you. Hey, date night, you know? Yeah, there Especially you go. Especially in cities like Seattle, you know, LA, New York, Miami. Sometimes, you know, you're definitely a head turner there. You see that you expanded people's vision right there brother. I, I, I could have never seen that. I, I know I read in a book somewhere like on how to create passive income by like a 911 convertible and charge people like 20 bucks to take a picture like right outside the car. Polaroid, this was before your time. You give it to the person. Wait, no, man, completely. This, this is not, not only non-traditional ways, but this can actually be fun, creative, Airbnb. So, so you help your client get what the, the assets, like the condo, these nice looking condos or decent looking homes. Is that how yep. it works? Yeah, exactly. So we teach them how to do it on their own. If they want to do it on their own, they're welcome to do that. But we also do it for them if they would like to. So we have a couple of different programs. We can either just find it for them. We do like an arbitrage model. So if there's a homeowner, he's charging $2,000 a month for his house. Right. And these are like, my my best market is St. Pete, Florida. So in St. Pete, I can find a house for $2,000 a month. Find it for $2,000 a month. I can rent it out on Airbnb for two to $300 a night. Let's assume an 85% occupancy. I'm doing pretty good, right? I make that money. I pay him the $2,000 and I keep the difference. Now, let's say I don't even have $2,000 to pay him the first month's rent. I could go to the homeowner and there's like, it's a little more complicated than this, but essentially you negotiate with the homeowner to allow you to pay them out of the profits. So, hey, Mr. Homeowner, what if I don't pay you the $2,000 up front? I'm just gonna list it on Airbnb. I'm gonna take great care of it. I have all this technology installed and I'm gonna rent it out on Airbnb. The first $2,000 goes to you. And then anything that we make on top of that, we'll split it 50-50. So technically you make more money and who wouldn't wanna do that? So you could literally with zero money in have an entire Airbnb empire in Florida and Texas and New York, wherever you want to have it and not even have to put in money up front. So zero risk for you. Of course, that's going to eat into your profits a little bit. But at the end of the day, you didn't have to put anything into the house. So technically, I can go out and rent these homes and the owner still owns it. He's building his equity. 
through my 2,500 a month, whatever. Yep. He's happy. I'm happier because I grabbed that house. Now I don't even have to ask him permission or her permission. I can just do that legally. Like re re release, you know, re rent it through Airbnb. <laughs> Yeah, so you're gonna have to get permission for sure. Yeah, we're we make sure that these homeowners are on board with it, but we do have strict guidelines for our Airbnbs. So we don't just allow parties and like random things to happen at our house. We're very, very strategic about what type of people are renting these, what they're doing in these houses. So it's not it's not something that we want to like hide from the homeowner. We want them to be on board with it and we want to explain that, hey, I'm gonna take better care of your house than you're taking care of. And that's because I'm going to be in here so often managing it and making sure that everything is good to go. So technically for them, it's better. You're taking good care of their house and they want you as a long-term tenant. Yeah, no, no, clearly. Uh, now, St. Pete. So, but, but this business model works pretty much anywhere where there's tourism, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, exactly. But you also have to be careful about like county Airbnb rules and short-term rentals and stuff like that. There's a lot that we take into consideration, but high level, yeah, it, it should work in any city. Well, but probably not Las Vegas. I'm sure they, you know, those condos down the strip, you can't do that since you're, you'd be competing with um, the casinos. But yeah, no, man, that's just one little... Dude, the sky's the limit on this. Now, yeah. where where did you come out come up with? Was this all you? You're that creative to come up with all these different vehicles, literally and figuratively, on ways of creating money? No, it's just been, you know, a vast network of people that are very good at what they do. So, for example, I know somebody who's really good at running exotic car rental businesses. So, I'm like, "Hey man, what if we partnered up with you? I'll buy a car. I'll place it in your lot. You rent it out for me. You win because you have more inventory. You don't have to carry the loan. I'll carry the financing and everything. All the risk is on me, but we'll split the profits 50-50. And so I started doing that in different businesses. And I realized that, hey, this is basically like me getting equity in the company, kind of, but in a very low commitment way. I can always get out. I can come back in if I need to. I can have multiple assets. I can have as little or as much involvement as I want, but I'm also hedging my risk because I'm being really strategic about my purchases and putting in assets that I know are going to perform. And so I just started expanding one by one, you know, with cars, with oil wells, with Airbnbs, Bitcoin mining. Now we're moving on to like jets and yachts and stuff like that. And it's all the same thing. We're just doing it with different assets. And at the end of the day, we're protecting ourselves from inflation. So we're in a good position there. We're also getting a lot of like depreciation, so tax benefits. And at the end of the day, we're cash flowing really nicely. Now, can anybody join you or do they have to be an accredited investor or they have to have like somewhat like, like how much is like, hey, you have this, come join, let's help you. Let's help you create some amazing wealth. Yeah, no, it's a great question. You do not have to be an accredited investor to join us. We have people that are joining that are literally like broke and they don't use any of their own money to invest, but that's why we get them funding. So I have people in my program who are making literally six figures a month and they haven't used any of their own money. So they got into the program using their own money. But after that point, every single penny that they've invested was from funding that we got them. They invested it and now they're making money off of that. And I literally have people, multiple people that are making over six figures a month in cash flow, like net cash flow. Dude, that's 
incredible that's insane but like in an awesome way now i'm coming going back to the past microsoft Mm -hmm. now did your family friends people when you said hey you know what washington's not for me this isn't this isn't my path i want to leave microsoft because i've been pictured a lot of people leaving Microsoft. Was there anybody saying, dude, are you insane? Are you crazy? Just stay here for a few years, you know, 10 years, 15 years or whatnot, and your life is set. Yeah. So uh, not really because that's only because I was already investing at that point. So I was already pretty deep into my investment career and I didn't leave until I was making like more than 10 times my salary. So I was really strategic about me leaving too, but I realized at a certain point and like, I really like enjoyed it to a certain degree. I enjoyed the the community and my coworkers, like it was great, you know, but unfulfilling. So I enjoyed certain aspects of it and it was, you know, it wasn't an easy decision to make, but I realized that, Hey, I'm literally losing money by spending time at work because I can be investing. I can be building new investment relationships. I could be going out vetting deals, like all these things, they have to happen. And I can't do that if I'm stuck here nine to five. So I had to make that decision. I'm like, okay, you know, if I stay here, I'm very limited on what I can do. I'm already making 10 times what I make here in my salary. So I'm, I'm safe financially to leave, but it's still a bit of a risk, you know, cause it's kind of like once you cross that bridge, you're not really going to come back most likely. So yeah, there was that aspect of it. And it was interesting, man. But it was the best decision I've ever made. And yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I can definitely, you know, say that it had a huge impact on my bottom line for sure. Definitely. Now, what did you start doing this? Like, you know, were you, did you always have that entrepreneurial spirit? Like in growing up, high school, doing, doing side hustles in college? Or was this just something that just came about when you were working with Microsoft? I was always very business minded. I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't know exactly what kind of business, but I was always pretty entrepreneurial. Initially, I wanted to start like, uh, it was like a, phone company, I won't name them, but it was a phone company's franchise store and just kind of start out with that because I had been doing some marketing for a company and I would launch their new stores and I would meet some of these business owners and they're like totally random people. Like they don't have any business experience. They just got a loan. They like started a new franchise location. I'm like, oh, maybe I could like start there, gain some business experience and then eventually just start my own thing. I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but I was always very entrepreneurial minded for sure. And then I realized that my real passion is investing. Entrepreneurship is fun. It's great. I like it. And that's why I have a whole coaching business attached to my investing. But my true passion is just investing. Like if I could, you know, invest all day long and still grow my coaching business, I would. Okay. So you, by the way, when it comes to franchising, it's hit or miss. You're looking at a guy that two degrees in journalism, zero, zero. Well, I, I took the occasional business course for prerequisites at LSU, but that that's it. So franchise, whether it's McDonald's, Taco Bell, obscure ones, hey, show us the money. And you're right. Just random people. There's no, you know, it's all about location, all about hustle, different variables. You're way smarter. Congratulations for not doing that. Now, so you do coaching as well. So not, not only yeah. do you help out investors. 
Like, what, the, what type of coaching? Like, how, how Forex, or is it just all sorts of different topics? No, so it's that that program that I told you about. That's my coaching program. So okay. people join the program. I coach them on how to get access to funds. So we get a bunch of investment capital, and then I coach them through each of these investments. So kind of how we're talking about Airbnbs, we do a whole series. Every single week, we have a call that's specifically focused and dedicated to Airbnbs. Hey, this is how you run a profitable Airbnb business. This is how you make it better. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Every week, I'm presenting on different investment opportunities. Every week, we have somebody who presents on crypto. Every week, we have a guy that talks about mindset. What does an investor mindset look like? We also have a guy that does like credit. So we got your initial funding, right? You got $200,000 from the bank. How can you make that $2 million? So we take them through those steps on establishing themselves as a company more and more and getting access to more funding to keep funding these investment deals that they're doing. Now, not speaking about you, because I, I know you can do 200 into 2 million rather quickly just by speaking to you, but guy like me, average height, average everything, I get to 200K. How long does that take me to get to 2 million? Yeah, well, I have good news for you. Height does not matter when you're investing. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So it depends, you know, how aggressive do you want to go? Do you want to go into a guaranteed deal? We have guaranteed opportunities in our program that are by contract guaranteed to pay you out 10% a year. That's better than real estate, right? So if you're investing in these deals, you're getting 10% year after year after year, no matter what. It's not tied to investment performance, nothing. So we have stuff like that. Then we also have deals where, hey, $30,000 down can get you into a Lamborghini Huracan. And the Huracan is doing 25 to $45,000 a month. Let's say 30, you're collecting $15,000 a month. So if you split up your $200,000 into as many cars as you could get, you probably get about six cars, right? Six cars at 15K a month, you're doing what? $90,000 a month. It's not bad. Well, Dude, the 10%, that's boring. That That's safe. Safe is boring. Nobody likes that. But, but some people like safe. That's the thing, man. Like, I know. You know, but we're all, you and I are entrepreneurs, you know? It, yeah. You and I are, aren't, aren't fit for the mold of, well, you know, S&P 500, just invest in the SPY or a no-load fund that, you know, historically tracks this. No, man, you're, that, that's what I'm saying. Somebody that lis- listens to this, we all want the road to success. If you have that mindset, the investor mindset is there's no such thing as a hundred percent guarantee. You know, whether it's forex stock, man, I've, I've been investing in, in stocks and bonds. I was a financial advisor since shoot my first, well, my first purchase legal purchase of stocks was like 18, 19 and plenty of losses. Warren Buffett, the investor mindset it's just like any personal development mindset, dude. When you when you have a loss, you know, you get back up and you don't even pay attention. I mean, you write down and you make sure you don't do the same stupid thing over and over. Yeah. That's a winning mindset. Stocks, bonds, real estate, you know, dating, whatnot. But what happens is, you know, people get a little, you know, they get punched and like, oh no. That's that's what you don't want. In any type of investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I hear you. 
you know, it's about having a balanced portfolio. I personally recommend for people to have at least seven investments. When they're in the program, your first goal is to get to seven investments. Once you have seven income streams coming in, the likelihood of like something failing is not going to affect you. Even if it does happen, it's not really going to affect you because guess what? You have five or six other income streams that are still coming in. So your position as a full-time investor is not at stake here. You're still an investor. You're still making money passively. You don't have to go back to work just because one or two of your investments failed. So we want to protect ourselves. But yeah, no, definitely. There's And there's higher risk stuff too. You know, We have stuff that's making lots and lots of money, but it's it's high risk. And so people have their own decision to make, hey, how high risk do I want to go? Do I want to go in something that's more guaranteed? Or do I want to take a bigger risk and go into something big? One of our biggest like <clears throat> leverage points is accessing uh, investor capital for Forex trading. So for example, one example deal in my program, $55,000 gets you access to a million dollar trading account. I won't go into all the details, but 55k is immediately almost 20x like almost overnight within two weeks you have access to those funds you take that million dollars and you connect it to my forex trading software it's been doing five six seven percent a month sometimes ten even ten percent on a million dollar account that's a million bucks now you're gonna have to share with the company that gave you the money they're probably gonna take about a 20 percent cut so now you're left with 80k right and you invested only 55 so our return is now like 150 percent right and so if you had multiple accounts well now it gets interesting so how fast can we get it to two million depends how much are we leveraging great leverage can make you a lot of money and when it comes to investing you know the greater the risk the higher the re the reward yeah absolutely no man con congratulations i mean especially times like these if nothing you know try something different because so many people are just well especially when it comes to like side hustle or, or passive income they heard it from like podcasts or scrolling through a TikTok or something but they, they don't really understand you know especially when you talk about seven income streams the the more that you have the better i i forgot how many it's even past that like the the like multi-millionaires and i'm not talking about like the you know the five million million dollar net worth guy i'm talking about the guy with you know 20 40 50 100 million dollars worth of income He's yeah. got as many income streams as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Me personally, I have over 30. Well, congratulations, man. That uh, literally, you know, way better than working at Microsoft. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're, we're, we're nowhere done because I, but I love to pitch. So how do we find you? I'm not kicking you off. We're going to, pitch this multiple times how do we find yeah. you one to invest to coach the whole nine yards i'm sure yeah. your, your social media is amazing because you sound look like a guy that that gives a lot of free information out there as well yeah so the easiest way is just my instagram so it's at austin zellen that's probably the easiest way and then secondary is my website investwithaustin.com now how many people do you have i'm sure you you've now i'm sure i know you have a, a lot of millennials a, a lot of gen z's young people 
because their their minds are just expanded. And you know, you talk about different ways of creating money. A lot of times, I mean, is it hard to find? I'm I'm not a boomer. I'm not Gen X, but Gen X boomers whatnot to believe in this program, to believe in this aspect of there's multiple ways of creating income streams. Uh, no, not really. And most of the older people, they come in from referrals. So we'll have somebody that comes into the program. They make a bunch of money, right? Month after month, they're cash flowing. I find it usually to be around the three month mark. I've run data on them. And so after the three month mark, they're like, Hey, my friend, Jeff, I'm making so much money with Austin. You should check it out. So right around the three, four month mark, they start referring their friends. So each person refers one, two, three people, maybe. Our, I just recently started running ads about two months ago. I'd say most of the people that respond to ads are younger. But as far as like referrals and stuff like that, it's mostly order, older people. But these older people, they are liquid and they have a lot of money that they want to invest. And so usually they are like they're not coming to check out the program. They're coming to join the program. So when we get on a call, they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I already decided I want to do it. You know what I mean? As opposed to trying to explain the concept to somebody, because these are people that are sitting on cash and they want to invest that money because if they don't, they're losing about 9% a year. So if they have $100,000 in the bank at the end of the year, it's still going to say $100,000, but their purchasing power went down to like $91,000. So literally every single day, they're not only missing out on potential profits, right? So if we have an investment that's producing 10% a month, right? They're missing out on that profit, whatever that is per day, right? Like 0.3% per day. Not only are they missing on 0.3% per day, they're also missing out on the protection from inflation. So they're losing an additional whatever percent that ends up being. So, you know, to, to in order to have them be in a better position as they get older and as they want to fund maybe a child's college journey or maybe start a new business for their children. A lot of these people, they want to start a business for their children. So we help them do that. We help them facilitate that. We help them get funded. And it's a lot easier to get funded if you're older because you have a bigger credit history anyways. So. Okay. Everybody goes in or a lot majority leveraging. There, two, three, four months, cash flowing positive. Now, is there a time that you're like, okay, let's, we're doing this with the house's money, but let's start paying back the creditor and then let's just do it all with our own money? Or is it just, hey, you know, we, we've got the funds available, let's play with the house's money? Yeah. So you're always making your monthly payments, right? You have minimum payments every month. And the thing about business credit, by the way, is that having 100% utilization does not affect you. It does not report to your credit report. So you could be using 100% of all the capital that they gave you and they won't even report it to the bureau. So your credit score is unaffected. That's number one. Number two, if you have access to all this money, why not use it? So me personally, I use almost every single dollar that I have on my business credit in order to fund my deals. And I have a lot of personal cash invested. All my personal cash is invested. But if I have an additional million dollars in credit cards, why not make an additional 10% a month on a million dollars? Just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I, I always dude, trust me, entrepreneur for over 20 years. That, yeah. that I, I knew what you were going to say. That's just for the, the risk adverse. 
the person that bought all the Dave Ramsey books, the person that that believes all credit is bad. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. One of my clients was like, should I buy all this stuff from my business through credit? I'm like, well, it'd be crazy not to. Why would you want to use your own money? But yeah, no, it's weird just how like some people now are on this mindset that they don't understand that there's good credit and there's bad credit. Now, bad credit is like if we're going to Nobu, we're doing the Gucci, we're doing the Prada, you know, we're looking all bougie, but but none of that stuff's paying us back. Yeah. Except maybe, you know, Facebook likes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that some people can effectively use that for marketing as well, you know, but for the most part, I think credit should be used for cash flowing assets and just spending it on things that are providing some sort of return as opposed to just looking cool. Oh yeah. But dude, with your returns, you you can shop at friggin' Kmart and pay less. I know both aren't around (laughs) and you're going to look good, man. Success makes anybody look hot and sexy. Cash flowing positive at that rate, you look amazing no matter what. Yeah. We love that cash flow, man. We love it. Cash cash flow makes the world go around, makes people sleep better. And it's about, dude, what better way? There's no nothing better than capitalism when you can create money, cash flow, while you're sleeping, yeah. while you're doing other stuff. That's the name of the game. That that's that's what everybody should be looking towards, you know. And yeah, clearly, if somebody's doing their nine to five, but there's going to be a point where we're with you, Austin, and it's like, why do I have this boss? If I'm, you know, six months, a year, 18 months, and I'm just crushing it with all these investments, sometimes the side hustle becomes the main hustle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what happened to me. You know, at a certain point, I realized that, hey, you know, my time is better spent doing these things. And so I had to transition out of that. Yeah. I'm I'm sure a lot of your clients were the same way. They they originally just signed on thinking it's a side hustle. This is a nice little passive investment, passive income coming my way. Yeah. And because it seems impossible until it starts being possible. Because I'm sure nobody, you know, there'll be people smirking or whatnot. Until you're in it and you see the cash flowing positive. That's why I'm sure people are like, well, I expected some returns, but well, I wasn't expecting, you know, I wasn't expecting this. This is gravy. Yeah, absolutely. And we're always making it easier and easier for people to take advantage of these things as well. So, you know, funds and stuff like that, like we're really moving in that direction because some people, they just don't want to do it on their own. They learned about it and they got the education, they know exactly what's going on, they got the funding, now they want to be part of deals, but they want to partner with me directly. So I give that opportunity to people to partner with me on deals, where we're literally going into deals together as partners, both investing into them. So that's been really cool to just coach people through that process and like, hey, I've done this 100 times, and I'm happy to do it with you. And, you know, show you exactly how it's done. Yeah, but not only are you doing that, but you're doing it in a fun way. I mean, who doesn't want to Airbnbs like in St. Pete or or some you know, a nice neighborhood or yeah, you know, that that purple Lambo. Hmm. Can I can I make money off the purple Lambo or make money off a uh, index fund? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, 
owning the Lambo will put a smile not all on your face, but cash flowing positive. I mean, to me, oh yeah. my gosh, you might and you might be able to drive it one one day a month, dude. That's win win win. You know, I see no losses in that. Yeah, and your risk is very very hedged. I mean, like at the end of the day, you own a physical asset that's worth a lot of money, and it's not like going to disappear or anything. So you always have that asset. You're just parking your cash in that asset and then you can rent it out and make money. But sounds like we need to get you in a purple Lambo, bro. <laughs> well, dude, exactly, man. Now that I, I know how to social media stock you on Instagram, you know, that that's the first step. Now I know how to get the information. Now I know yeah. how to find you. And yeah, purple Lambo by all means, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, took me many years to realize the power of leveraging. Mm -hmm. uh, as an entrepreneur, even a person that's nine to five, the key in life is just scale, man, because scale saves time. Time is the most valuable resource, dude. You can't get that, that back. I mean, you're a young guy, but wait, I mean, shoot, I'm 49 and life, life goes by like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Well, here's my question to you. What would you tell somebody that's skeptical? What would you tell somebody that, you know, scarcity holds holds their money, puts it under their mattress, cut has zero credit cards, <clears throat> you know, completely conservative? What, yeah. what would you tell that person right now? Well, I think the biggest thing that we don't realize is that the riskiest thing that we can do is nothing. And so if we don't invest our money, you're guaranteed to lose money. I can promise you that. The only thing that we can guarantee is that you're going to lose money to inflation. And in the last year, it was 8.8%. So again, if you have $100,000, now you lost almost $9,000. Now you're left with $91,000. And you're not even going to see it. That's the worst part. You're, the amount in your bank is going to stay the same, but it's the money is getting weaker. The currency is losing value so that you're not able to have the same purchasing power. and for a lot of people, that can be devastating. So really, you think you're saving money, but unless your account is growing by 9% a year minimum, you're not even breaking even. You're losing money. So what I would say is, number one, inflation is a silent killer. Inflation is like the worst thing that we could fall victim to because literally you could just buy an asset with that money and not do anything and you'd be better off. Secondly... <clears throat> A lot of people have, like you said, a scarcity mindset. So they are worried about money. They feel like there's not a lot of money and they've just been taught that way. It's not their fault. It's just how they've been trained. But I would just encourage people to not worry about saving money. Like if the cost of groceries is the biggest problem in your life, it's going to be the biggest problem in your life for a long time. The cost of gas is going to be the biggest problem in your life. It's going to be like, wait, for a very long time. So we need to stop thinking about saving money. We need to think about saving our dreams and saving our family's financial future, saving these things that can really, really create a lot of fulfillment and happiness in our life. And why do we care about money and like all these little things when we should be thinking about saving our dreams? The thing is, man. We need people to start dreaming again. So many people yeah. quit on themselves, quit on their dreams, man. It's almost 2023. It's almost Thanksgiving, almost time for Christmas. Instead of asking, asking, asking for things, you know, start doing, doing, doing. 
Yeah. And yeah, I believe it or not, Austin, I thought you were going to be like some crowdsourcing guy when it comes to apartments <laughs> or whatnot, reading it. But literally, you're, you expanded your vision so much that even me, I was mind blown. So, man, I know you're going to have, you're going to create more millionaires than what you have written down in your bio just because of that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. And you're in service. There's nothing better. Dude, you could have had this. It still would have been scarcity mindset, all these things, but you could have been like, you know what? I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this maybe for, for my family, my buddy that I grew up with. And that's it. You don't, you want win-win. You want to yeah. see yourself win and you want to see complete strangers. You want to see people win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's like a really big thing for me because, you know, it's, it's cool, like making passive income and all those things. But for me, like seeing somebody else finally get it and seeing somebody else buy their dream car or quit their job or retire their parents or pay off their house, whatever it is, like seeing that happen because I was able to coach them in some way or help them grow their mindset or expand their vision. Like that's, that's what I love. You know, even if I was making a billion dollars a day in passive income, I still would do it just because I love it. And that's why you keep on growing because you keep on what you throw out into the universe. You're not, you're not throwing out scarcity. You're throwing out abundance. You're helping out people. That's why your passive income, that's why your empire is growing. And that's what people need to do is, you know, instead of just putting all this money underneath a mattress or instead of just saying, oh, my gosh, I'm having a four day weekend this week or a three day, I'm killing it. No, man, if if you have enough passive income, every day can be a taco Tuesday. Every day can be a Saturday, man. You just have to switch. You have to change that mindset. And, you know, that that all all starts with belief. And, you know, I Austin's not related to me, but man, I couldn't picture any anything else than a person just out of the blue, just signing up for your coaching, getting, believing in themselves, you believing in them, getting the funding and just working their butt off to, to excel, to accelerate that growth, growth yeah. mindset and just have them keep on bringing more and more people to you to help out other people get out of this rut, what we call you know, middle class, what we call living paycheck to paycheck, what we call just really scarcity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when people commit to it, like you can see it, you know, I have some people that come into the program, they're like, Austin, I'm going to make a change in my life. And those are the people that make a change. You know, you can, you can go through it just as another course or as another program, or you could like really start applying those things and you'll see the changes in your life. And it's awesome. So yeah, there's definitely an, an element of commitment on that as well. Well, Austin, before you go, man, you have to give us all the details. How do we find you? How how do we invest with you? And how do we change our lives so we can quit the nine to five? Yeah, absolutely. No, we don't we don't say those words around here. No nine to fives allowed. <laughs> so, yeah, the best way, honestly, I post a lot on my Instagram. That's kind of like my landing page. So Austin Zellin on Instagram. And then we also have the website set up, investwithaustin.com. There's a video on there that kind of explains some of the things that we do a little bit more in depth. And then if somebody wants to connect with us, there's a link there to book a call with my team. 
They can chat with them, kind of see what it, exactly it looks like. And we're here to change lives. You know, we're on a mission to create a thousand millionaires by 2027. That's our, our goal here. So within the next five years or four years now um, to create a thousand millionaires and we're on track for that. So, you know, I think that we're definitely going to blow past that target, but it starts with people taking action and being purposeful about being part of a program like this and attending the events and being part of a community where everybody helps people grow. Brother, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. On, on everything, on your your success. I know 2023, you're going to kill it. In 2024, do better and better. Thank you for helping people out. Thank you for being in service. Happy, I, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Keep on being a rock star, brother. And thank cool. you for your time, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me, man. For sure. And and don't be surprised if if you see me and join your <laughs> join your awesome. Party. Sounds good, man. We'll get you that purple Lambo. <laughs> That's what that amen, brother. I love the sound of that. All righty, man. Take care. Awesome. Just imagine what if it did work